Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the JRPG Report. My name is Dalton Suter, and this is episode 230. We have some good news this week, so I hope that you all are ready to hear it, and I hope you all have had a wonderful week, and it rolls into a beautiful weekend. And speaking of rolling into things, let's just roll into it, shall we? You would in Chronicle 100 Heroes got a new trailer at Gamescom 2022. Uh, publisher 505 Games and developer Robert and Bear Studios have released a new trailer for strategy RPG, Ewood and Chronicle, 100 Heroes, and here is an overview via the store pages for you. Um, our story begins in one corner of Alron, a tapestry of nations with diverse cultures and values. By dint of sword and by way of magical objects known as rune lenses, the land's history has been shaped by the alliances and aggressions of the humans beastmen, elves, and desert people who live there. The Galdian Empire has edged out other nations and discovered a technology that amplifies the rune lens's magic. Now, the Empire is scouring the continent for an artifact that will expand their power even further. It is on one such expedition that Sane Kelsing, um, excuse me, Sane Kessling, a young and gifted Imperial officer, and Noah, a boy from a remote village, will meet each other and become friends. However, a twist of fate will soon drag them into the fires of war and force them both to re-examine everything they believe to be right and true. So if you would like to check out this trailer, I did retweet this over at JRPG Report on Twitter. And you and Chronicle 100 Heroes is due out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC via Steam and Epic Game Store in 2023. It will also be available via Xbox Game Pass. So publisher Square Enix and developer Solil have released new information and screenshots for Valkyrie Elysium. Introducing new character Armand, new Einhajar, uh, Christopher and Taika, and more on the battle system. So Armand is a male human whom Valkyrie encountered in Midgard. He appears to be searching for something in the collapsing world, despite not knowing exactly what he seeks. And then Einhjar are the spirits that serve Valkyrie. In this title, the story revolves around dynamics between Valkyrie and Einhjar. In battle, they fight alongside Valkyrie and play a supporting role, assisting in combos and imbuing elements while summoned. By using Einhjar skillfully, players can gain the advantage in battle. Now, the first Einhjar that they showed off is Kristoffer. And he is an Einhjar specializing in spear combat. Before her death, she was the princess of South Lucarda. Okay, so that's a woman. My bad. And the next one is Taika, who is an Einhjar that wields magic. And she was once a guardian who protected her motherland with her magic. So, as far as the battle system goes, the soul gauge will fill up when the player collects items and or blue souls. And you will use this energy stored in the soul gauge to summon an Einhjar. And when summoned, the Einhjar will grant... Their elemental properties to Valkyrie, strengthening her attacks. And there's also uh, something they call Divine Arts. These are special attacks learned by obtaining scrolls from treasure chests. Once these Divine Arts are equipped, they can be utilized by consuming charge out of the Arts Gauge, which fills up from items and landing combos. Each Divine Art has an associated element. Using these to exploit an enemy's weakness may provide you an advantage in battle. And of course... The divine arts are fire, lightning, ice, earth, holy, void, 
darkness. And Hart, together summoning Captain Planet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, there are also soul chains, and soul chains allow for the player to extend a wire to a point in the distance to travel quickly. Not only will this allow players to go where a simple jump cannot reach, but it can also be utilized to move quickly in on an enemy. And up to two weapons can be equipped simultaneously. They can be swapped depending on the enemy you're facing or your personal playstyle preference. Players can raise the level of weapons by enhancing them, increase attack power, and or unlock new attacks. And furthermore, once the weapon reaches a certain level, the player can attach runes to them, which will enhance the offensive or defensive power. So if any of that sounds remotely interesting to you, Valkyrie Elysium is due out for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 on September 29th, followed by PC via Steam on November 11th. And so this one, so this is not necessarily JRPG related, but I'm sure a lot of us, a lot of you listening are like me, uh, or, or maybe not, maybe not, but I assume some of you, at least I'll say that some of you grew up watching Toonami anime uh at night and it really gave you a love for that that japanese style along with playing jrpgs you know do you know i hope that makes sense anyways i thought this article was interesting enough to bring it up on the show um and if if not please just skip past this and i do apologize but fans and curious onlookers can now see what an american sailor moon adaptation might have looked like YouTuber Ray Mona uncovered a copy of the pilot episode of an attempt to remake Sailor Moon for American audiences. Produced in 1994 by legendary kids TV executive Haim Sabin and nicknamed Sabin Moon by fans, the show that never aired. Uh, in fact, it was never seen by the wider public outside of a trailer shown at Anime Expo in 1995. Ray Mona managed to obtain a copy of the series pilot from, of all places, the U.S. Library of Congress as part of her documentary, Finding Sabin Moon, The Western World of Sailor Moon. So this, this is actually on YouTube now. Uh, you can check out the original pilot on YouTube. Uh, it's best experienced with some knowledge of the context of the production. The documentary is available on Raymona's YouTube channel and accessible um, via, I think you can just search them. I think there's a part one and a part two. Um, Journalist Cecilia D'Anastasio, that is such a cool last name, D'Anastasio, uh, wrote a feature detailing her own effort to track down evidence and copies of American Sailor Moon in 2018. D'Anastasio also assisted Ray Mona in finding the copy in a, that appeared in the documentary. So I just thought that was super cool. I had no idea that that was a thing. Um, Saban Moon looks pretty much as originally described, all in all, it was an attempt to produce an American-rooted version of the Goliath Japanese original franchise. At the time, it was a common practice to adapt Japanese and other foreign properties in this way for the U.S. broadcast. TV executives believed that American viewers weren't interested in content that was obviously rooted in another country. Little did they know, right guys and gals? This view led to some early attempts at localization ranging from the successful, which is, for example, uh, Saban's Power Rangers, uh, which was an adaptation of Super Sentai, to the notorious uh, Harmony's Gold rearrangement of Macross and other mecha anime into the Robotech franchise. Um, American Sailor Moon used an animation style more reminiscent of U.S. cartoons of the era and was intercut with dramatic episodes featuring live-action footage of teen actors. Sabin Moon never aired, though the original Sailor Moon anime obviously did. <laughs> Uh, the story was later remade as Sailor Moon Crystal in 2014 with an upcoming movie set to adapt the manga's final story arc. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Like, 
after all these years, they finally found this pilot they've been looking for of Sailor Moon. I thought that was very, very interesting. So up next, publisher All In Games and developer Ironbird Creations have announced Phantom Hellcat, a near-inspired hack-and-slash adventure game. Here is a little overview about it. Phantom Hellcat is a dynamic action-adventure game with showy combos and a theatrical setting. When demons kidnap Jolene's mother, the teenager must take to the stage and save her. But in the world of plays and props, things are not always what they appear to be. A mysterious theater holds a sinister secret. Demons imprisoned inside, guarded by a lonely overseer. When one of those seals loses power, evil forces abduct their guardian to another dimension. All that's left behind is her rebellious daughter, Jolene. Through her mother's craft is a tough act to follow. Jolene must master it in no time. She must use her magic masks to navigate through different deadly plays, to upstage a mysterious trickster, and save her family. Jump into this dynamic hack and slash combat in vibrant but treacherous fantasy worlds interwoven with a theatrical setting. Slide, dash, and push forward to reach your grand finale. So that sounds cool, but there is no release date on it yet. But anything near inspired has my attention because near was like groundbreaking and i can't wait to eventually get around and play it but from everything that i've heard um near is fantastic and i've seen people you know videos of people playing it and the combat looks right up my alley so mihoyo has released version 3 update for genshin impact which adds the new region sumeru and playable characters tainari koli and dori it added new domains, new equipment, events, story, and more. And there is a massive, massive list of all the things that were added in patch notes. Uh, I'm not going to bore you all with going through all of that. I did want to let you know, though, that Update 3 is now available. And for people who have maybe been sitting on the fence about wanting to check out Genshin Impact, all I have to say is, if you can ignore spending money on the game then it's an absolute blast. Like You don't have to spend the money because you can earn Primo Gems, which is the same currency that you can buy. It's just, do you want to save the time by putting in money? That's up to you. If that's your prerogative, that's fine. But all the characters that I have, I have gotten just from earning currency. And it's a blast. It's it's a beautiful game. And I really really want to go and uh, I might have to reinstall it and go check out this new region because it sounds quite interesting. So, Soul Hackers 2, just when I thought that we were done hearing about Soul Hackers 2, I was wrong. Soul Hackers 2 launches in just under a week, and Atlas wants potential players to get a taste of its opening minutes. To that end, it uploaded the Soul Hackers 2 opening to its official YouTube account. The opening features Arrow going through his morning routine. Other scenes from early parts of the game featuring Ringo, Fig Yu, and the rest of the party play out alongside the theme song. Besides the Soul Hackers 2 opening, well, Atlas West also issued streaming guidelines for players that are showing the game. Companies occasionally place such rules into practice to prevent streamers and let's players from spoiling too much of the game's story for their viewers, and the guidelines vary from game to game and company to company. Enforcement also varies. Bandai Namco's guidelines for Digimon to survive amounted to a polite request. Atlas, meanwhile, set off a backlash due to having streaming guidelines perceived as overly strict for Persona 5. For the most part, Atlas's streaming guides for Soul Hackers 2 are fairly loose. Unlike the guidelines issued to reviewers, there, these, there are not spoiler-based rules in place. The request to include spoiler warnings in video titles and descriptions is there, and to be mindful of the content that you post is all it says. 
The main restrictions apply to streaming the game before release day on August 26, 2022. Similar restrictions apply to uploading background music of streaming for the purpose of distributing Soul Hackers 2 music. Additional rules discourage requiring payment to watch the stream or archive, as well as to not use Soul Hackers 2 stream to slander others. Soul Hackers 2 will release on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC August 26, 2022. So, something that I thought was interesting, because I swear that the sixth game came out not that long ago, at least here. I guess I should. it's probably been out in Japan for a while, but Nippon Ichi Software has announced Disgaea 7, the latest numbered entry in its mainstay strategy RPG series for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and Switch. It will launch January 26, 2023 in Japan. Uh, Disgaea, if you don't know, is a simulation RPG set, a series set in the over-the-top netherworld where demons, angels, and heroes, and evil lords run amok. Since the release of the first century in 2003, it has been favored by fans for its game system that allows you to do anything and everything and infinite replayability that has stayed Nippon HG Software's core franchise. In Disgaea 7, the story is set in a world called the Hinamoto Netherworld Cluster, which is inspired by Japanese culture. Our heroes will fight through the world in order to regain their lost Bushido, and many characters designed by Takahiro Harada will appear, and the Disgaea series' signature replayability features and over-the-top battle systems have further been enhanced. So the different worlds in the Netherworld Cluster is the Onsen Netherworld, where hot springs spit out evil spirits instead of water, the sardine of the world, which exists in a supersized sardine, space sardine, the <laughs> Shikoku netherworld, which has a gigantic whirlpool that's destroyed countless demon ships, and so on. In a world made up of multiple unique netherworlds, the inhabitants follow a code unlike other demons called Boshido. Although that is a thing of the past, Hinamoto has changed since the arrival of the demon admiral opener and his navy. The demons of Hinamoto abide by the laws opener has laid down called Hinamoto Destroy Hato. And the tenets of the Hinamoto Destroy Hato is 1. Destroy Bushido. 2. Anyone who complains about their salary or taxes will be killed. 3. Say no thanks to friendship or love. 4. Please help the strong and always defeat the weak. And 5. Fights are what make the netherworld, so feel free to inflict violence. All of those who do not abide by these laws will be punished by the Harakiri. Eventually, the once honored samurais disappeared from Hinamoto. This is a story about a girl who admires Bushido and a young man who hates Bushido as they fight for what they believe in, in a world that forgot honor. That sounds really cool. I mean, I'm just saying, that sounds really, really cool. Um, hopefully, more information will come out about this in the future. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it will. I'm sure, and I'm sure eventually it will come over you know, to America, we can cross our fingers. I enjoy the Disguise series and um, some of the other games that Nippon HD Software has made. They're just always so charming is the word that I would use. All right. Cover story here. A trailer appeared during the 2022 Pokemon World Championships that showcased Cyclazar, which is one of the new Pokemon that will appear in Scarlet and Violet. It is a normal slash dragon type Pokemon, and you can use it like a mountain game. Like the name implies... It is a combination between a reptile and a bicycle or motorcycle. In lore, uh, Cyclazar has lived with people since ancient times. It has always served as a mount, especially since it is, enjoys with the warmth that riders provide. The fastest it can go with a trainer on its back is 70 miles an hour. There's been speculation online that Cyclazar is a pre-evolution 
of Miradon and Koridon, which are the new legendaries in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. A new move that Sick Cycles are, it's probably Cycles are, but it looks like Cyclas are to me, has, is Shed Tail. And Shed Tail sacrifices the user's HP to create a substitute and then switches places with another Pokemon in the party. It is unknown if Shed Tail is a signature move to Cyclozar and any Pokemon that may be in its evolutionary line. Aside from a new Pokemon, the trailer also showed some new items that you can use in battle, and these are the Mirror Herb. And this herb allows you to hold, or excuse me, allows the holder to mirror an opponent's stat increases one time. The Covert Cloak, this protects the holder from additional effects of a move. And Loaded Dice, if a Pokemon is using this, holding this item, uses a multi-strike move example fury swipes it increases the chance of it hitting more often so hopefully we'll get a little more information in the coming weeks pokemon scarlet and violet will come out for the nintendo switch on november 18th 2022 up next the legend of mana the teardrop crystal the tv anime based on the legend of mana video game will be airing on october 7th at 2525 that can't be right because even in military time that doesn't make sense 25 25 hopefully they'll clarify that in a little a little later in the article oh they do not Alrighty then in japan the anime will air during M- mbs and tbs super animism animism of the programming block and starting today a new commercial for the legend of man of the teardrop crystal will begin airing during that block so if you would like to check that out the commercial for it is up on youtube i know I knew I have a few friends who really enjoy the Mana series, including Legend of Mana. So keep your eyes peeled for this. I'm sure it'll maybe come out on a maybe Crunchyroll or something like that eventually for us. And in the final news, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion title update 2 will launch in September. Capcom has announced with a new trailer showcasing the huntable monster Flaming Espinas. The update will also add several other monsters, including rare species and powered-up monsters. The Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion is available right now for Switch and PC via Steam. And if you would like to see these trailers, you can go check them out on the Monster Hunter YouTube channel, or you can go to at JRPG Report on Twitter, and I did retweet this. So, not a ton of news this week, but some good news. You know, uh, there's some really cool games coming out, and I just cannot wait. I hope you all enjoyed this and time for some house cleaning. Let's run through it, shall we? If you'd like to find us on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash JRPG report. And like I mentioned, we are on Twitter at JRPG report. And if you would so kindly love to support the show, that would mean a lot to me. Uh, And that would be at patreon.com slash JRPG report. You can catch the Let's Plays, which I'll, I'll admit I'm behind a little bit on the Let's Plays since I've started working, um, but I am going to be doing my best to still get that out for everyone. So maybe on my next day off, I'll get one or two up. Um, but if you would like to be one of the patrons, you can get a shout out each and every episode like these wonderful, wonderful people, Kim C, Jake W, Jordan K, Kularian, Taylor F, and Master Loot. You guys rock. If you would like to hear more of me, uh, you can find me on the steam machine podcast which is a bi-weekly pc gaming podcast for me and my buddies nate and willie the brother the destructo bros as i call them uh we just play through my backlog of pc games and talk about the games and there's been plenty of jrpgs on there 
for you guys to uh, go and sink your teeth into. So if that uh, tickles your fancy, then uh, by all means, go check it out. And if you're not afraid of a little more uh, risque content, but you're looking for some laughs, I'm also on yet another BS podcast with my buddy, Jeremy. And that's just, we just get together and shoot the bull for, uh, I think the last episode was four hours. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes a little long winded, but we take questions in from listeners and it's a great time. We love answering questions. The, some of them are, it, it varies from the most random questions in the world to some like serious looking in yourself, deep questions. So whatever you would like, if you'd like to come over there and ask us some, something, check us out, uh, yet another BS podcast. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of the JRPG Report. 230 episodes, man. That is just wild. And here is to another 230 at least. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And until next week, get back out there and level up.